Bistro Audio Bistro, a podcast about work, happiness, and anything that stands in the way. In each episode, our guests will be sharing their career stories, learnings, tips, and much more. Inspiration guaranteed. Welcome to the very first episode of Intro Audio Bistro. I am Reza and I'm super excited to pick the brains of some amazing people on this podcast. Today our guest is Mark Woodland, a brilliant entrepreneur from the Southwest. He's the founder of Winbox, a company that helps businesses do email marketing the right way. Mark is a big advocate of the winning mentality, that inner force that keeps us positive and turns us into real human bulldozers. He's going to share with us how this mentality helped him throughout his entrepreneurial journey and life in general. So without further delay, let's welcome Mark Woodland. Mark, how are you? Welcome to the show. Hi, Reza, how are you? I'm great, thank you. Thanks for, thanks for being here. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, I just, um, I've been really looking forward to, to our chat. Um, I know, I know we, we see each other on a more, more or less daily basis, but we, we don't really get a, get a chance to actually sit down and find out more about like, each other's like, lives or career paths. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to the office in, in between being busy with our uh, day jobs. Exactly, exactly. So I'm really looking forward to this. So uh, let's start off with, um, with sort of like a general overview of your, of your career path. Uh, tell, tell us uh, more about uh, a little bit about your, the projects you're working on. Um, and yeah. Okay, uh, so I run Winbox, which is a specialist email marketing agency. Uh, we create email strategies and email campaigns for lots of different businesses. Uh, we operate all over the country, so we've got um, clients in London, as far away as Scotland, but predominantly our target audience is in Bristol, and that's where we do most of our work. My background is I studied marketing. It was, of course, business studies with marketing at the University of the West of England. Graduated from there about six years ago, I think it was now. Uh, loved it, really enjoyed my experience at uni. Um, enjoyed all the long hours in the library and doing the assignments and, and, and the parts that people don't usually enjoy. So I had a really great experience of UE. And then when I left there, I started working for a company, uh, a local company, about half a million pounds turnover, so, so quite a small business. Um, and I was their marketing executive, so I was doing bits of their marketing work. Uh, a couple of years later, I was their marketing manager, so I was in charge of all of their marketing activities. Uh, and then eventually it got to a point where the owner of the business, he was moving away to India for four years. Um, he grew up in India and he wanted his kids to experience the culture. So it's one of his dreams to grow a business to a level where he could move away. Uh, and he was, over the years, it was kind of planned for me to take over as the general manager. And it got to a point where he said, Mark, I'm going. I'm, I'm off to India in six months time. I want you to take over and to be the general manager. Wow. Company. And how old were you at the time? Uh, I was 23 at the Wow, time. that's impressive. Okay. Yeah, so it was a really good opportunity running a, a business of about half a million pound turnover. But the problem was my career in that business had been working up to that point. So when it got to that point, it should have been celebrations. I should have went out on the town having champagne, celebrating, really happy I'd made it. This is the job that I want. But I didn't get that feeling. It was more the feeling of, okay, I'm going to be working for this company for the next four years. Uh, because I wouldn't leave the company while he's away in India and try and give him the task of getting a general manager while he's, uh, while he's over the other side of the world. So it didn't excite me. I didn't want to stay there for the next four years. Um, it gave me good confidence in that if someone else thinks I could run their business, and surely I can run my own business, 
And I think I've always had a niggling feeling in the back of my head that I should be running my own business, starting my own show, uh, building my own empire. I went on holiday for a week, come back and uh, handed in my notice, much to the shock of the directors and managers and everyone in the company. They couldn't believe it. Um, I told my reasons and they were very understanding and uh, they could kind of see that my career path would have been leading that way to run an organisation. They were just hoping it would be their organisation rather than my own. So I uh, decided, uh, and that was it, a month later then, I sat at my desk thinking, well, what do I do now? That was a great overview. Um, one of the points you mentioned was about the fact that, I mean, you've been in marketing pretty much all your, all your career. Like studying marketing and business or going into different like, experiences and then decided to start your own company, like mainly focusing on email marketing. So I, I'm guessing you did a bit of like a test uh, around your niche before you start to start the business, before you decide to start the business. Is that right? Uh, not so much as I should have done. So I've learned a lot now that you have to validate an idea quite a lot at the start before you should jump in feet first and do it. Um, but then I also do think that you can validate things too much and you can think about things too much, whereas you learn the most from doing, from starting something, making mistakes, pivoting on, uh, on different parts of the business um, and actually learning as you go through. So I just had an idea in my head really and I knew I wanted to make it work and if I wanted to make it work enough, then I would make it work. Uh, so I just started and the business has changed a bit from the start. At the start I was doing social media as well as email marketing uh, over time, I learned just to specialise in, in one field because the depth in that field, there's there's so much you can look into. Uh, so the business has been had little tweaks since the start, but I really just went for it when I had an idea. Right, okay, interesting. Tell me a little, little bit more about email marketing. Why did you decide, uh, you mentioned it briefly about like everyone expecting to receive spammy emails and things like that, but um, I do believe like more than anything else, I check my emails more often than I check social media or there's a chance that I... I miss an update on Twitter or Facebook, but I always check my emails and they're always there, like regardless of when I check them, I will eventually make sure I get around to checking them. So why did you decide to kind of address that problem of uh, businesses not being able to do their emails properly? I think it was because everyone else was concentrating on something else. Um, and there's a saying that I read in a book once upon a time, and it was, when everyone else is zigging, you should be zagging. And everyone else was zigging, they were focusing on social media uh, Slack and pay-per-click mobile advertising yeah. and email marketing uh, a lot of digital agencies and a lot of companies it's, it's kind of happens in the background but they don't focus on it yet email marketing is a channel that has stood the test of time time and time again it still gets the, the highest level of return on investment £25 for every £1 spent we still uh, check our emails on average 15 times per day uh, so we're still very much in our inbox all of the time so it's a great opportunity there for every business to use email marketing, but it, as everything, it's got to be done properly. Uh, it has had a bad reputation for people getting as much data as they possibly can and sending out spam campaigns, but more and more businesses are becoming wise to the fact that that doesn't work. We know we're in a relationship marketing era where people want to build relationships with their clients. Social media is great for that, for their day-to-day interactions. Uh, they want their clients to like them as a brand, uh, and then once they do like them, once they have that relationship, they're going to become loyal clients of their business and they're going to recommend them to other people. And it's going to be a happy relationship on both sides. And email marketing fits perfectly into that category because you can share your blog content. You can make it very relevant to the person you're sending it to by segmenting your lists. Um, and you can determine the frequency you send the campaigns and exactly when it's going to arrive in their inbox. Interesting, interesting. I like I quite like the statistics you, you you brought up. I actually didn't know that, but that's quite interesting. So 
you briefly mentioned um, about your sort of turning moments, like sort of the epiphany that you just wanted to do your own business, despite the fact that you were offered such a good opportunity to become the general manager at the age of 23 of a company that was already turning over a lot of money. So you briefly touched on that, but was it was that something that was like sort of in you like from childhood or do you, are you from an entrepreneurial family? Um, what made you want to start your own business uh, apart from sort of that sort of moment that you had okay, I've made it to this point at this age and there is a chance that I could run my own business. Um, was, was it just that one moment or was it something that was always with you throughout your studies or after, after when you graduated? I thought about this a, a number of times because it's establishing the why of your business. Uh, why am I doing what I do now and how do I get to that point? And I can't think of one exact point in time where I decided, you know what, one day I'm going to run my own business. But I think when I was younger, I had a very supportive family, um, not necessarily entrepreneurial, but they always supported me with everything that I wanted to do. And my mum used to always say to me and drill into me, you can be whatever you want to be, you can do whatever you want to do, if you want it enough, you will succeed. And she used to tell me that all the time. And it's quite cliche because I know there are the sort of things that your mum should say to you. But it's true. Yeah, it's true. It, it really was ingrained in me, maybe more subconsciously, that yeah, I, I can do whatever I like. And then there was a moment, um, I think I was 20 years old, 21, uh, where I had uh, repeating pneumothorax. So that's a, I can't even say it, but that's a, a slight puncture of your lung. Uh, so this kept happening and it was causing me quite a bit of discomfort and I'm, I'm a sports person as well. Uh, and I wasn't able to do that. So it really was affecting my life. And it got to a point where I had to have an operation uh, in order to make sure it didn't happen again. And the operation had a 99% chance of success. Uh, it was meant to be going, keyhole surgery, then I'll be out the next day. Uh, well, what, unfortunately, during the operation, something went wrong. Um, and when I woke up, I was losing a lot of blood. So I had to go into emergency theatre, have a blood transfusion. And it was a, it was a very scary night, really, for, for me and, and all of my family. Um, and I think part of that might have been after I was thinking... Do you know what? You, you never know what is going to happen. And again, that's quite cliche, but you never know you, when these things are going to affect you, when you're not going to be able to work no more. Um, so that's so it maybe think, have no regrets. And that's one of the biggest things for me is to do what I want to do and what I think is right and the right thing to do. Because you never know what's going to happen. Have no regrets. Uh, believe in yourself above anything else and run your mission. Go for, go for what you want to get. I really, really like that. I mean, yeah, it's like, as you said, sounds like a cliche, but it is very true. Like most of the entrepreneurs I talk to, they all believe in that. Uh, that's the reason they took the leap and decided to do something different that they were doing before. Um, and I completely agree with that about my own business as well. The reason I wanted to start it at a quite a young age was because um, I thought if I don't do it now, there's no better time than now to actually want, want to start. There are a lot of risks involved. Um and things you can't predict, but that's that's the case with anything in life, I guess. Um, if, if you have a corporate job as well, it's going to be the same case. You might get laid off. You might not like your job, not like your boss. So I'm guessing um, that's that's a really good piece of advice for our, for our listeners. And it's all about reaching your potential as well. We all have potential with, within us for something. You might know what that. You might not know what that is yet, but we can all do something really well. Uh, and I think it's a real shame if someone does not explore that and fulfil their potential. Uh, and I believe I've got potential to run a, a very large organization one day, so I'm going to give it my best shot. 
course. You made it to this point. There is the sky is the limit, isn't it? Yeah. So you mentioned uh, about the why of the business. Um, it's 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 really important. You hear you hear like more people talking about it. Like focus on the why, not the what. Uh, while you're doing the famous Simon Sinek talk uh, TED talk as well. Um, so what what was that for you? What in a way what inspires you every day? And what sort of is your big goal in life and in business? Like it, it could be the same thing. But what in, what gets you out of bed every morning? I mean, of course, you're running a business, really successful business, and you you got big plans for it. But yeah, what's that one thing or a couple of things that really inspire you and get you going uh, when you're at the rock bottom or uh, when you don't feel uh, you can you can make it? Okay, so uh, behind Winbox and all the branding, because like I said earlier, I'm really into my sports. It's it's all about winning. So it's a winning mentality, and that's exactly what I want to do for my clients. So I want to win new clients for them and help them to win in business, and I want to win in business myself. The vision of my company is I want to employ uh, 100 staff all in a happy organization that they're proud to be a part of, which is positively, positively affecting the local environment, and is also doing great works for clients. And, yeah, and they're, they're proud to be a part of it. So having that vision in mind is what gets you up every day. And it's the great feeling that you are in control of that vision. It's you're not going to work for someone else, which is absolutely fine and suitable for many people. Um, but you're going to work every day knowing that what you do today could really affect the rest of your life. And you could turn that corner or get that deal or make that connection, which could help you get that much closer to your goal. And every day is so important because you always have to improve on what you were doing yesterday and do one thing, two things, three things, however many you can each day to get yourself closer to that goal. But it is actually knowing what that goal is, having that vision, even if it's not absolutely clear, and working towards it. That's really interesting. I was listening uh, to this podcast last night, and he was saying, uh, I don't remember the name of the lady, but um, she mentioned that in the, the next six months, where you're going to be in the next six months, are determined by the decisions you take today. Or it could be like the next month or the next two months. Um, but that's really, that's really, really important. So whether you actually take control of your life um, and you decide to work towards a vision or just just get up every day, be miserable and uh, do something that you don't enjoy. That's exactly right. Take control of your life and every day counts. And it doesn't mean you have to work uh, 24 hours a day every single day. It's, it's important to take time out as well and, and to reflect on what you're doing and to recreate yourself and to do what you enjoy. So when you go to your work, you're, you're hungry um, you're still motivated by it, you're not burnt out, and you've got a nice balance in life. But it does mean that every single day you should at least be doing something that's getting you towards that goal. And if you don't know what that goal is, spend time working on figuring out what it is you want to achieve. Sure. It can change over time, but at least then you've got something to, to aim for and to, to keep you going every day through the tough times and the roller coaster rides as you have as an entrepreneur. Sure, sure. I mean, a lot of people listening might be thinking, well, you're, you've started a business, you're in this comfort position, you're turning your business is profitable. Um, I th- a lot of people might be thinking that's actually easier said than done. But um, I mean, you could well be in a nine to five job, uh, something that you don't necessarily enjoy uh, or, or like doing doing anything, you could like studying something that you don't enjoy. But there's always time that you could be doing something you actually love as well, something that you choose to do on the side. I mean, it could be because of financial reasons, because of location where you live and things like that. Do, do you agree with that? Yes. Yeah, I agree. Um, and if you can turn your passion into profit, that's great. Um, and if you haven't got, a lot of people I don't think have that, that one passion, that one thing they love and they know they can make money from, uh, it's quite rare to actually find that, I think. 
but there is something that we're all good at, and if you're good at something, you enjoy it. If you become an expert on the subject, you enjoy talking about it, you enjoy being a practitioner of it, and you enjoy teaching other people about that subject. So find what you're good at and what you're passionate about, ideally, um, and that's why you should be focusing on your business. Interesting, interesting. That takes me to my next question. So it's, it's easy to say follow your passion, but I, I'm, I'm a person that doesn't really believe in that because how would you know what your passion is if you, if you haven't experimented, if you haven't tried different things? Um, so, I mean, I mean, you do things that you enjoy, but not necessarily you can make money from it. So for someone who's thinking they might be studying the same course you did a few years ago, someone who's uh, deciding a career change um, at some point in their lives, I mean, you kind of briefly touched on it, uh, but what's the one thing they can do to get closer to that passion? Um, it's like, I mean, it's difficult to figure it out because you can't just wake up and say, okay, this is my passion, I'm going to make money from it. So what's a piece of advice you would give to them, uh, to the young people who are listening to, to this podcast? Uh, so often you've got to find out what you don't want to do before you know what you want to do. So if you've got a feeling that, you know what, I might want to uh, do this project or start this business, Go and do it, figure it out, um, learn on the job, and if it doesn't work out, then you know what you don't want to do, so you're one step closer to knowing what you do want to do. And it might be that you try this project and you really enjoy it, and it's the exact thing that you should be doing, and then great, work on that for the rest of your time for as long as you possibly can. Uh, but yeah, just, just go out there and do things, take action, uh, trust your instinct, trust your thoughts, and follow your, your inner guide. Interesting. So figure out what you want to do by finding out what you don't enjoy doing. Yeah, just that, that's really interesting. Going out there and doing things and then yeah. you, you soon find out whether you like doing it or not. Wow, that, that's, that's a really good piece of advice. Thanks for that. Um, well, we've been sort of working in really close proximity over the past few months in the same building at Entrepreneurial Spark in Bristol um, and like walking past your desk every day or just having a chit chat. Um, I've seen you are a very organized person um, and I'm not saying you just because I'm in front of you, I actually talk, talk about it to other people as well both like in terms of your physical desk and your digital desktop on your laptop. or So what, what, my question is, what sort of tools, um, productivity tools or otherwise, you use um, on a day-to-day basis to help you become organized, become productive, um, and be able to serve your clients in a more efficient manner? Yeah, I've always been an organized person, right from where I was very young. So whatever business I ended up running would be very organized and process-driven. And because of that, I love these... Uh, apps, these productivity apps and uh, apps that help your life be easier and more convenient. Um, so I use a lot of that and I share it with a lot of people. The different apps that I use on a day-to-day basis, I use Nozbe, uh, N-O-Z-B-E, which is a project management app. And each one of my clients, I'm working with just over 30 clients at the moment, uh, they will have a project. And for that project, you set to-dos for them. And then you set the time you want to do each of those to-dos, and that generates a, a to-do list for you each day, um, but a digital to-do list, so you can go through and tick it off throughout the day. You can also set a time against how long that task is going to take, so at the start of the day, you know how many hours you're going to be at your desk working on these tasks for that day, and if you haven't got that many hours, uh, then you can move things around um, or prioritise tasks that actually definitely need to be done that day are urgent and important. So that's one of the tools that I use. I also use Trello, um, and that's good for... You can use Trello for a lot of different reasons, uh, different ways. But basically, you set different lists, and for each list, you have a card. Um, and each list for me is a part in the process that each of my clients goes through each month for their campaign to be sent, for their email campaign to be sent. And I add a card for each client and then just 
pass them along that line so I can see a snapshot exactly where they are that month and where they have to go to next. Uh, so Trello is really good for organisations like that. And also one of the best things I did was read the book for productivity, was read the book, The 4-Hour Working Week by Tim Ferriss. And I read that book not because I want to work four hours a week. Uh, I enjoy working and I enjoy working <laughs> hard. But because a lot of the principles in that book you can implement into your business for efficiency and for productivity. It's got some real gems in there. And that's helped me with a lot of things that I do and prioritizing my time and being effective with my time, which every business owner needs to be because you have to do everything in that business until you employ a large team your time is always going to be stretched. There's always going to be lots to do. So it's important to, uh, to prioritise the tasks that need to be done to get you towards closer to your goal. Nice one. Uh, for those of you listening, we're going to put uh, all these apps that, uh, links to all these apps that Mark mentioned in the show notes so you can have access to their webpage, uh, be able to download slash buy them um, and start using them straight away. I'm a big fan of Tim Ferriss. Uh, listen to his podcast, Tim Ferriss Show, and... Uh, He's great. I mean, it's really, really good. Sort of. I haven't actually read the book, but I have read the summary of the book. Um, and yeah, I, I like the idea behind the four-hour work week. But I, I, I'm, I don't really want to work four four hours a week either. Uh, I enjoy working, like you said. But yeah, he's a, he's a good person to listen to. But well, I know what's getting for Christmas now. Then. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, I love books. Uh, do you have a mentor, or have you considered having uh, having one? Yeah, so part of the Accelerator program that I'm in, Entrepreneurial Spark, you get assigned a, a mentor, they're called an enabler, you meet with them once every two weeks, and that's, that's been really good, and it keeps you focused and accountable for what you say you're going to do and to achieve. Um, and I also have a, a lunchtime mentor. So I go, we're in a, a shared office, um, you know, as part of an Accelerator program, there's lots of business people in this office at different stages in their business, and there's a lot of knowledge that they can share. Um, and I've made a good friend here, Ollie Culverhouse, who runs Signable, and we go to lunch together every day, and I say, I, I treat him like my mentor, I save up my questions for lunchtime, and I <laughs> give him my issues, and he helps me through them, because he's got more experience in business for me, he gets uh, than me, he gets what I'm trying to do, and he gives some really good advice. So it doesn't always have to be an official mentor, it could just be someone with the right intentions who you can see on a regular basis and wants to help you. Good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, uh, you, you hear a lot of people saying that it's really difficult to find a mentor. Um, I mean, that, uh, people are willing to help, but you might not find the right person that's willing to help. But I mean, there are so many like books out there you can read, and they could be, act as mentors. Um, exactly. And I think I think that, that could be the first step to finding out like what you like, and also using those books as mentors uh, to take the next step in your, in your life, in your career. Yeah. Um, so... Talking about books, what's the one book you recommend to our listeners that would help them choose their career? Uh, one that I've just finished, which is excellent, and uh, I think everyone should read, is even if you're not a football fan or you're not a Manchester United fan, is Alex Ferguson leading. Um, I, funny enough, I usually don't read books. I listen to them on audio CDs yeah. just because I found out that that's the best way that I learn. And also I spend uh, a fair bit of time in the car commuting, so it's a good use of my time. Uh, so I just listened to the book and it's excellent and it fits in quite well with Winbox because it's all about the winning mentality. Man United went into every game under Alex Ferguson expecting to win. They didn't win every game, but that was their aim. Um, and that's exactly my aim in business. Every task that I take on or every client I take on, I want to help them win in business and I want Winbox to win in business as well. So that's the book that I recommend. Lots of good nuggets in there as well about leading and about being successful for a prolonged period of time. 
So I definitely recommend Alex Ferguson reading. Good stuff, good stuff. We'll include that in the show notes as well. Um, so you're a Bristol City fan, right? How come you chose a book uh, written by former Man United? I don't think Steve Cottrell's written a book yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> so when he does, I'll read that one and recommend that. <laughs> what do you do outside work? I know you're a big Bristol City fan. Um, your your dad is a big fan as well, and kind of that that's how you got into got into supporting them from an early early from early days. Um, yeah, what else do you do outside Winbox? I know you you spend a lot of time on it, but obviously um, you do a lot of other things as well. Yeah, and, and like I said earlier, it's really important to have those other things. Yeah, not to just work all the time because you do get burnt out. So you need to have that work life balance and find what you enjoy doing outside of work. Um, I I love football, so I'm always watching football. Uh, going to watch Bristol City, um, uh, season ticket holder, so I go and watch all of their home games and a couple of away games wow. as well. Uh, I play football for a local team on a Sunday morning with a group of friends from school, so it's really good to keep in touch with them and also to get out and do something different and just think about a football for 90 minutes rather than work and yeah. the stresses that you have in life. I also like going for walks. got a dog, uh, a small Jack Russell called Millie, absolutely loves going for walks so uh, on the weekend you'll quite often find me going Western Arboretum or yep. along Seven Beach just nice long dog walks uh, often listening to Audible and, and, and things like audio books uh, it's a good use of time or, or TED Talks on the TED Radio Hour and different podcasts um, so I like doing that and uh, just going for walks without the dog sometimes as well going to zoos visit wildlife they've got a good few places like that around Bristol like the Wild Place Project um, so I quite like going there as a bit of escapism and just getting out of the world rather than being sat behind the desk. Sat behind the desk, because you do that Monday to Friday, I guess. Yeah, uh, most of the money on Friday. You are an early riser, aren't you? I, I know you go to a lot of uh, breakfast meetings and things like that. So, like, so, like how, how does that help you? Like, what sort of time do you wake up every day? Uh, so every day I get up, at the alarm set for quarter to six. Um, yeah, which is quite early. I kind of found myself, whether I get up a quarter to six or whether I get up a quarter to nine, I'm, I'm tired when I wake up, so just get up and get on with it. <laughs> Have a coffee, get to work, and, and you soon wake up, especially when you enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and I do like starting my day before everyone else. You do get so much done in those first couple of hours that when the phone starts ringing, the emails start coming in, you're already ahead of yourself, so it's not trying to play catch-up throughout the day. So it's, it is good to, uh, to start early if you can. Um, but it's got to be what works best for you. If, if you're really bad in the mornings and you can work your work in life so you can have a bit more of a lion and do it, just do what works best for you. Some people work better at night. Some people work better in the morning. I'm just the type of person that works better in the morning. So I've got an interesting question for you. If you, were, if you could choose one person to be interviewed uh, in this podcast, someone who is a good example of choosing their own career, uh, someone who's taken control of a career and actually done that. It doesn't have to be someone famous. Uh, could be someone in this building. Um, who would that person be? Um, it's a very good question because there's so many people that have done great talks and you want to hear great talks from them. Uh, I, t- I tell you, I would really like you to interview, and uh, I don't know if you know him or can get hold of him, but it's Will Smith. Will Smith? Yeah, so Will Smith um, He's obviously a great actor, rapper, comedian, TV shows, he's done it all and he's very motivational but doesn't go out and do all of the talks all of the time, there's just a few gems from interviews that he's done and passing comments um, but he's really self-motivated, he really understands how to live life in a good way. Another great saying 
from his, which stuck with me, is, uh, and I think this is very good for entrepreneurs, is stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Right, right. So stay ready, and it's, we do a lot of pitch practice here. So if you ever are in a situation where you can pitch to an investor or you pitch to a, a client, you know exactly what you want to say because you're ready. Uh, if there ever comes a point where someone's questioning you on different elements of your business, make sure you've researched that before and you know everything about your business so you're ready for every eventuality. And I think that's a, a great way to live is to stay ready so you don't have to get ready. That is really, really good. Uh, what question would you ask him if you could just sit down with him and have a chat? How did you get that hunger? Yeah. How did you get that motivated that whatever you set your sights on, you would achieve? Were you born with it or is it something you learned over time? Um, and also, I'd like to talk about his vision for how he sees uh, the end of the career or the pinnacle of his career, what he's working towards at the moment. Great stuff. I'll do my best to get him on, but I'm Thank not you. sure where that's going to be in the next okay. couple of episodes. He but... might be listening. <laughs> <laughs> he might be. Um, well, Talking about the future, um, future plans, um, I know you got big plans for Winbox. You're, uh, you're about to hire a new new marketing executive yeah. to join your business. Um, and that's, I'm sure that's not going to be end, not, not going to be the end of it. It's going to be loads of other things happening. But what's the, what do you do on a daily basis on your business or in general to help you choose your career? Um, it doesn't have to be a piece of advice, but what, what sort of action you take? I mean, you've talked about it a lot. Um, what, what's your mentality for wanting to keep doing what you're doing, uh, but also like improve it on a daily basis? I think it's making time for focusing on the long-term picture. Uh-huh. So it's making time for actually visualizing where you want the business to go, uh, whether you're on track. And something I do on a weekly basis, which is really good, it's... Um, I learned it. It was an article about how Google's employees set goals and it's an OKR model. And it's on a weekly basis, you review three top goals that you set. And I might get some of the details wrong, but the general gist of it is you set, it's a three-month period and you set one goal which you're going to achieve with 80% chance of completing it. Another one with, I think it's 60%. 60%. And then another one with, say, 20%. Uh, and then... You have those three main prior priorities, those three main goals for the next three months, and every week you review what you have done that week to help you towards achieving those three goals and just monitor your progress all the way through. And I think that is the lesson to be learned is to have goals. You don't, don't have a, a massive list of goals, just have a few main priorities and keep checking back on whether you're on track to meet those priorities. And you're not just doing things for the sake of doing you're doing things to actually get you to where you want to go. Have a, have a written down plan. So yeah. every day you get closer to that, that final goal. That's right. That you, you're, you're planning for yourself. That's really good. Do you think you can share the article with us? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Great. We'll make sure we include that in the show notes as well. Mark, this has been amazing. Like, I mean, I see you pretty, pretty much every day. Um, we went to TEDx Bristol together. That was the time where I actually realized I actually want to sit down with you, find out more about your habits, uh, what motivates you, what inspires you. And this has been a absolutely great um, I'm glad to be sharing it with, uh, with our listeners as well and uh, thank you so much is there anything else you want to share with us? Uh, no thank you Reza intro is doing great things so keep doing what you're doing um, and it's a privilege to be involved so thank, thank you very much thanks so much Mark cheers cheers